This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's enjoying the preseason. I know I am. I've been waiting for football for a little while now, so I'm happy it's back. I've been watching all the preseason games, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I want to you know, kind of go over all the takeaways that I took uh, from uh, those from week two of preseason uh, where, you know, a lot of teams actually had their starters out for a little bit. Um, so, you know, getting a couple tendencies here and there, um, you know, along with, you know, a little bit of that second team as well. That's kind of where uh, I had my focus. Um, so, you know, the things that I take away from preseason are things like, you know, the running backs, right? Like what does the split look like, right? How many snaps do they play um, and, and who's on the field for those snaps? Um, you know, which wide receivers are playing in the slot, which ones are playing outside, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, and, you know, a couple more tendencies here and there. That's kind of what I look for. Um, and then, you know, I look for talent as well, like identifying, you know, guys who might, you know, force a little bit more playing time, you know, as the season goes on. So that's kind of what I look for. So let's get into it. I did just want to hit on a couple players before I get in, in into the preseason review. Um, Kiki Kuti, uh has not a hamstring injury, has a, a minor ankle injury. He's been out for a couple weeks, though. Um, could be ready for week one. Um, they call it minor. I'm just happy that it's not a soft tissue injury. It's not a hamstring injury, which was hampering him uh, pretty much all last year. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. So once he's back from that ankle injury, it should be fine. I'm still drafting him, you know, around that 11th round spot. So Sonny Michelle's role after the Super Bowl, right, we knew what it was, right? Um, potentially get 20 carries a game, um, get those goal line looks for, for New England. Um, James White remains like their primary pass catcher. Um, and Sonny Michelle wasn't really used in the passing game at all last season. Um, but coming into the league, we knew that he had a little bit of that skill set. He could catch the ball. Um, so I figured that, okay, you know, they don't want to put that on his plate last year. And coming into this year, um, they could potentially, you know, expand his role a little bit more. And, you know, obviously they like versatile backs and they want, you know, other teams not to predict like, hey, like Sonny Michel's in the game, they're going to run the ball, right? Um, so they're going to want to get him in the, involved in the passing game a little bit. Now, then he had that knee scope, um, which is never a good sign. Right, he has he had those knee issues coming coming into into the league, and, and by the way, like it, it doesn't seem like it's going away. Um, and then on top of that, they drafted Damian Harris. Um, Damian Harris is a guy who, who was a great short yardage option in college, good, good goal line back. Um, and Sony Michelle, even though he got a bunch of touchdowns last year, you know, short yardage touchdowns, um, he wasn't necessarily uh, the most efficient uh, in doing that. And I wouldn't really call him, you know, a good short yardage option. But now that Michelle's back, apparently he's been the clear guy um, over Damian Harris, over anybody uh, in that backfield. So uh, that's great news. Uh, it's probably going to be a Michelle James White backfield primarily. They'll probably have a third back mixed in like they always do. Uh, but Michelle's role seems a little bit locked down. Um, on top of that, he's being used more in the passing game in camp. Um, according to their beat writers, he could hardly run a route. 
uh, this time last offseason, um, according to their standards, right? So, um, hey, so like it seems like you know he's his his skill set might be like I said, you know that might be added to that skill set a little bit um, where he might his floor might go up just a little bit because he'll get two or three targets um, per game and maybe two or three catches per game. Hopefully, um, if that happens, his ceiling, his his floor and ceiling rise just a little bit, um, and he might remain the goal line option. Now it's funny. I was watching um, the Patriots preseason game in week two. I was watching with the back. I was watching the backups in, and uh, who Damian Harris was in right, and he was getting a couple good carries. He looked good. He looked good. Um, but he was playing with the backups. Um, but he got them down to the one yard line. It's not like he had a huge run where they had to take him out because he was winded. But Brandon Bolden came in. Um, for three snaps at the goal line. Um, one was a failed attempt, one was a penalty, and then one was another failed attempt uh, You know, on that goal line. But it just goes to show that I'm not sure how much they value. Now, we can have our opinion about guys, right? Uh, but it, it goes to show how much they value him as that goal line guy um, if they're going to put Brandon Bolden over him in that situation. So, something to think about. All right, staying on the Patriots, Josh Gordon has been reinstated. You probably already know this. Uh, but as, when we talk about Nikhil Harry, um, you know, his year one prospects, you know, this might kind of put the nail in it a little bit. Um, you know, Nikhil Harry, he, has, he had an up and down camp. Uh, obviously, he's talented as hell, and it might not happen this year. And, you know, he's still a very high pick in Dynasty drafts, um, and he should be, right? He, he could be a mainstay on this offense for, uh, for a while um, and can be Brady's new weapon. But this year... You got Julian Edelman, uh, probably Josh Gordon. We don't know 100% what's going to happen with him, whether they're going to – I don't know what they're going to do. But for now, Josh Gordon, um, James White, um, those are kind of the mainstays on this offense in the passing game. And I'm not sure we can depend on Nikhil Harry um, to be consistent. You know, we already know that rookie wide receivers um, don't make a huge impact year one unless they're this ridiculous talent. Um, And and it happens. But I'm not sure that he's going to have the opportunity this year, you know, to make that happen. As far as Josh Gordon himself, um, you know, we've seen him and Tom Brady work out this offseason. I don't think Brady's going to waste his time working out with somebody who he's not going to play with this year. Um, so I think Josh Gordon is going to be be on the team. Um, obviously, the Patriots, you know, can go a different direction. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what Belichick's going to do. But at the same time, I think, you know, Josh Gordon on the field without Gronk is, is going to be good. He averaged eight targets, um, 82 yards, and half a touchdown without Gronk last year, almost 15 PPR points. Um, so that's legit right there. And, you know, his ceiling is higher than that. You know, he was traded, you know, early last season, and he's another year into the playbook. He's going to be a lot more comfortable. And like I said before, this wide receiver role on the Patriots isn't the easiest to play. Um, so another year getting more comfortable with that, uh, uh, gaining rapport with Tom Brady, I think is a good thing. So his ADP obviously shot up. It's in the eighth round right now in PPR leagues and 12-team PPR leagues. And I think it's appropriate. Just know there's a lot of risk. He could always get suspended again. I know I said I was all in on carry-on when, when they cut theoretic, but... The usage that I saw in this second preseason game, it wasn't great, you know, when you when you talk about carry-on, right? Um, he was in on first and second down on those first two drives with the starters, but C.J. Anderson came in on third down for both of them. Not a great sign. Um, on that third drive, uh, carry-on was in. No, on that third drive, C.J. Anderson was in for all three downs. Um, and on the fourth drive, carry-on Johnson came in on first and second down with Ty Johnson coming in on third. Um not ideal. Uh, you you figured that with Theoretic being cut, Carrion can assume that third down role, but he didn't play one third down with the starters.
starters yesterday. We'll see what happens on Friday. Something to pay attention to. There was a little bit of concern about James Conner potentially not seeing the you know the workhorse numbers that Mike Tomlin has put out in his backfield. You know that that one lone you know uh, bell cow, right? Um, and that's what he saw last year. Um, you know when he was healthy. Now coming into this year, you know they have guys like Jalen Samuel. They drafted Benny Snell, so there was a little bit of concern that maybe you know his workload lessens you know significantly, and we see those other guys. Um, this preseason game, he played 14 snaps. Uh, he saw four third downs. He was in for every snap. Um, you know, those third downs is kind of where you would figure, like, okay, maybe Jalen Samuel, Samuel comes in. But Samuel didn't see the field until, you know, the the, the, the second team came in uh, in the second quarter. Um, he mixed in with Benny Snell. Uh, Benny Snell tweaked his, his groin, by the way. Um, we'll see how long, you know, he's out for it or if it's major. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it looks like Connor is going to get that elite usage. You know, there's only a handful of running backs who are going to get, you know, close to like 80% snap rate, and he might be one of them. Let's look at this third preseason game with a larger sample size um, to see, you know, how much Jalen Samuel comes in. But if it's, you know, 15 20%, it's not huge. Damian Williams is healthy. He started this past game. He played on all three downs, uh, but he was quickly put on ice. Uh, I think he just played like, you know, like one three-down set or something like that. And then Carlos Hyde came in. Um, he played a couple of snaps, and then he proceeded to lose a fumble. Uh, so not great for him. Um, there is some talk of him potentially not making the roster, um, them keeping Daryl Williams over him. Um, and, and that leads to Darwin Thompson. Um, Darwin Thompson came in a little bit later, um, played with the second team. Uh, and he looked pretty good. Um, Carlos Hyde played with the second team as well. He wasn't taken out of the game because of that fumble. Uh, but Darwin Thompson did come in after after Hyde left, um, and he looked good, man. Like he looks like he belongs. Like if he's get if he gets some opportunity, he could be pretty good, especially in this offense. So you know, Carlos Hyde I think is being taken like the ninth round or something like that, and Darwin Thompson is being taken like the eleventh, twelfth. Um, he Darwin Thompson is probably the way to go. Uh, you know, he looked really good. Uh, so if you were to get the opportunity, plus you know that Damian Williams' status as a starter, I don't think it's as solidified as it was, you know, a, a month ago, right? Uh, it's a little shaky, and, and you know, if he can't handle a bigger workload, I think Darwin Thompson is going to be uh, someone who has holds a lot of value in fantasy. Um, so if you're drafting Damian, definitely handcuff him. I think Damian uh, Darwin Thompson is probably the guy to handcuff him with, um, even though Hyde is still on the team as of today. Um, not sure that he is the answer in that backfield if Damian Williams were to go down or, or lose his job. Uh, but uh, am I staying away from Damian Williams? I don't think so. Um, you know, his ADP might drop a little bit. Hopefully it drops, you know, to the later second round. Um, and that's kind of where I'll be comfortable taking him. Dale Henderson got the start uh, for the Rams this past preseason game. Uh, but most Rams starters didn't make the trip to this game. Um, and that actually included Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown didn't make the trip. And, and that kind of tells me a lot. Al Henderson got a lot of run in this game uh, before, you know, after last week's preseason game, after week one of preseason, uh, Sean McVay said that um, Henderson looks good, but, you know, he has a lot to clean up, um, you know, if he wants to have a real role in the offense. So that, that, that those are interesting comments. Um, so for me, you know, at, at, in the 14th round, like that's where Malcolm Brown's going right now. Uh, not because he's an amazing player, but he can do a lot of things right, and, and they trust him. Um, and, and I think that if Gurley were to go down.
round, he would probably have the most value. Um, there's no doubt that Henderson is very talented. Um, Henderson did have a really nice catch and run in this past game, but besides that, he, he didn't do anything amazing, um, you know, this preseason. So, um, that was kind of my thoughts, but, you know, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, if you're drafting Henderson late seventh round, there's a possibility that you might be a little bit disappointed. So with Zeke's contract issue, uh, the Cowboys have given the reins to Tony Pollard until Zeke is back. He's playing on all three downs, playing that workhorse role with the starters. Alfred Morris didn't come in uh, until you know the second team came in. Um, so it's an interesting situation. Uh, Pollard looked good too, by the way. Um, run game, pass game, he caught a couple balls, made some plays after the catch. Um, had, had nice contact balance on his touchdown run. I think it was like a 10-yard run, 15-yard run, something like that. It could have been like an eight-yard run. I'm not 100% sure. But he did get hit, uh, and and he made a nice play to get in the end zone. Anyway, um, he looked good. Now, if you're thinking about drafting Zeke early and you want that elite running back, you might be more okay with it because of the fact that they have a three-down guy uh, who you can draft as your handcuff, you know, in the 11th round or so. Um, because of that, it kind of eases your, your, I guess, anticipation a little bit just in case um, Zeke doesn't sign. Um, so that, that could be an option for you. Austin Eckler outsnapped Justin Jackson 12 to nine this past game. Um, he had a larger percentage of the snap share, you know, in that first game, but in this game, Justin Jackson had a couple of short yard situations that he was in for, um, failed on a couple of occasions by the way, but, um, Eckler, I think is a clear one, a Jackson was also playing with the twos as well. So it kind of shows you that there's a little bit of a, a tier difference there. Um, Austin Eckler uh, is going, I think, in the sixth round right now, early sixth, and for me, that might be a little bit too high, right? Because kind of that's kind of assuming that Melvin Gordon isn't coming back, and I don't want to make that assumption, even though the situation isn't looking great right now. Things can change, obviously. Um, Austin Eckler only got five receptions or more once last year, um, and so he's, I don't know if he's going to be used like crazy. In the passing game, um, obviously he's going to be sharing with Justin Jackson, and Jackson's going to be getting most of the goal line looks. Um, so that's that's kind of what I, I'm a little bit worried about. Like I'm, I'm not sure I'm willing to pay that price. Um, Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray were splitting with the first team. Uh, 21 snaps to 13 in Alvin Kamara's favor. Obviously, um, that's a 62% snap share, um, pretty much in line of what him and Ingram were doing last year when Ingram was back. Remember, when Ingram returned, Alvin Kamara was the RB8 in all formats, um, not the RB1, 2, or 3 that he's being drafted as right now. Um, Murray not playing as well as Ingram doesn't have a lot to do with how Alvin Kamara does, right? Because regardless, Alvin Kamara is going to potentially see the same amount of time he saw on the field last year. I personally don't want to spend uh, that type of draft capital, I, you know, my picks one, two, and three on someone who is going to be efficient, even though we know that, you know, they make their mark on efficiency. Uh, but that's not something I want to do. I, I, the guys going around him, like Christian McCaffrey, you know, Saquon Barkley, um, those guys are playing almost close to 100% of snaps, and they're going to get all of the opportunity. There's a serious timeshare happening in Denver's backfield right now. Um, you know, after the year Philip Lindsay had, you would think like, all right, he's the guy, right? And then a new coaching staff comes in and Royce Freeman, you know, he's talented, so he deserves touches. So, you know, he, he would come, on, come in and say like, all right, cool, like, let's do a 50-50 split. Now you got guys like fucking Devontae Booker taking away first team reps on third down. He was their primary third down guy in this past preseason game. And we know they just signed Theo Riddick. And when he comes back in a month or two, like, they'll probably assume that role. 
So we'll have, you know, on early downs, Philip Lindsay uh, and, uh, and Royce Freeman. Third downs, we'll have, and passing downs, we'll have either Devontae Booker or Theo Riddick. That sucks. That really sucks.